Aotearoa New Zealand's only disability-led professional performing arts organisation, Touch Compass, is celebrating its 25th anniversary with a live stream show. Technically, the dance company that brings together disabled and non-disabled artists reached this milestone last year, but we all know what got in the way of the birthday show being performed then. Well, now we can see the Taha, a mix of premieres and revisited and even reinvented past works, including some of the trademark flying wheelchair dancers. Last year also saw a change in the company's leadership, with disabled performers Rodney Bell, Suzanne Cohen and Lucy Fiver appointed to a new artistic development panel. I spoke to them about Touch Compass's past, its legacy and its future. First, Suzanne talks about its origins. So the company was founded by Catherine Chappelle um, and it was incredibly innovative at the time. Uh, It was the first professional dance company with dancers with disabilities and dancers without disabilities in New Zealand and it took off and I think a lot of that was to do with the networking and the vision of Catherine Chappelle and and 25 years is quite a long time, as we know, and, um, and it's really evolved over that time and it's longevity, as you know, longevity in the arts is often um, not easy to achieve. So um, it really is quite a milestone. Rodney, having been there 25 years ago, what was the response? Was this set up in a reaction to a real, a real groundswell, as well as the leadership, a, a groundswell, a demand, a need for Touch Compass? First and foremost, I'd just like to say that I descend from the Tainui Waka and, and Ngāti Manapotos, my iwi, Ngāti Roras, my hapu. That's the greater things I acknowledge in my life. Kia ora. And yes, and the next thing is dance. So dance for me back 25 years ago was actually 27 years ago when I first met Catherine. To me, that was a new world, Lynn. So I came in humbly with a total respect and then was chucked into these amazing contemporary dancers in Aotearoa that were really well grounded then. Yeah, and I just had that honour, Lynn, and I, I didn't really know how to take it in at first. All of a sudden, I went from someone that took a workshop to someone that was on stage performing and and at the front, in the front line of uh, what do you call a primary dancer for touch come to stance company back then and yeah well I say this Lynn that it takes a certain person to be a dancer let alone to to have a disability and be a dancer like if you look at our my uh my dance sisters here Suzanne and, and Lucy you know they they have a um just a different way of navigating life you know they they come with this I don't call it strength but they come with this willingness to just get it done in saying that, that the different um, respects that we're gained throughout the dance community, both disabled and non-disabled, Lynn, was, um, yeah, just awesome conversations. And, and still going to this day, I lihi to Catherine Chappelle, because without her planting this seed of dance in my soul, you know, uh, uh, my life would have been a whole lot different. Lucy, what are your earliest memories of dance. I don't have any earlier memories in such, but I remember seeing Black Grace for the first time. I didn't know much about contemporary dance, something different and inspiration that made me feel so encouraged to dance like that. 
Actually, it was before I joined Touch Compass. Well, that's a question actually I'll share with the two of you. Um, Suzanne, as over the years you and I have spoken about this, but do you remember your first thought that dance was something in your soul, not just something that you wanted to do, something deeper than that? I think dance is innate uh, in all of us. I mean, if you watch small children, they're dancing. You know, they move to the music. And I think I discovered that as a small child. I remember doing my first private performance to my mum with my best friend when I was still at kindergarten and, you know, at home. And it just felt like such a joyous and natural thing to do, to be dancing. Like Suzanne, I just moved in different ways when I was young, whether it be kapahaka or navigating space, for instance, as a young child running down the hill and playing with my uh, cousins in the paddock. You know, we always uh, trying to sidestep each other. So just like sports brought on a different way of moving. I played wheelchair basketball and then boom, I was grabbed by dance and I just found it that it was quite harmonious for me. I had good timing. You know, I really engaged with music deeper than just the ears. And also I knew how to navigate in space and time with other people present. And also deep listening. It's the deep listening that occurs in dance that I really got drawn to. So you killed her. Lucy, you talk about how dance can help you to communicate. And I just want to explore that with you. Moving slowly is simply a pure and exciting gesture, connecting to someone else in time and sharing our energy together. I just enjoy the connection between the air and space. Moving slowly is simply a pure and exciting gesture, connecting to someone else in time and sharing our energy together. I just enjoy the connection between the air and space. Yes, sometimes I don't have the exact same way or move fast as other dancers. I have to adapt movements in a way that I could keep me up with them. I guess it works every time it satisfies me and the connection between the dancers is priceless. Suzanne, I wondered if there is still work to be done in terms of changing attitudes and creating opportunities for dancers with disabilities. I was thinking about this also in the context that I've noticed particularly on some recent British and American TV series that I'm seeing actors with disabilities on on screen and it feels like we've waited a really long time for this. Do you get a sense of progress? Uh, yes, I do. And it is quite a radical shift that's happening worldwide at the moment uh, in terms of artists with disabilities and artists with disabilities actually creating their own aesthetic. And I just wanted to pick up on the point or the the reference you made to adapting. So as artists with disabilities, we don't adapt because we're not trying to adapt or be accepted into a so-called non-disabled world. We have our own culture. Um, So there's no need to adapt to anything. You know, we celebrate and generate our own aesthetic. And that's been a global shift in a way of thinking Um, that as artists with disabilities, we bring our rich lived experience and we're not trying to fit into anything. We have our own thing. Same question for you, Rodney, with all the the dance. And and you've done so so much breathtaking 
work. I mean, honestly, jaw-dropping, breathtaking work over the over the years, and known internationally for it also. Are you feeling comfortable or happy that attitudes have changed and that you're seen as a dancer, first and foremost, as a dancer? Oh, yes, yes, most definitely. But I, I like Suzanne. I go there as me. And then there's disability, there's culture, there's accessibility, you know, there's all these other facets to me. But um, also it's the way that I go to dance. Like I always respect the space I'm in, whether it be, the, you know, the people behind the scenes, the ones that make uh, the stage accessible, available, but also make us, enhance us while we're moving and dancing on stage in our shows or whatever we're doing. But also I respect the energies that have been in that space before, like stages and that have been blessed by so many different performers in the past that have pushed past the norm, whether it be disabled or non-disabled, you know, have been looked at as weirdos, have been looked at as not in this sort of like normality or normal way of thinking that have challenged because through performance, you get to be politicized as well and challenge the this normal um, world, so-called world of ours. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's how I go there. And I think it's the ripple effect of that is how I'm received, which gives me a stronger voice to say, hey, look, the access could be improved here. Let's have a conversation. Let's have that hard corridor. Lucy, I mean, dancers, we imagine, tend to have full control of their bodies for the movements they create. But I don't get a sense from you that you are fighting against cerebral palsy and how it affects you when you dance that you go with it and certainly improvisation is important to your dance isn't it i admit i like improvisation creating different styles of movements i pick one move from the moments i got inspired by turning it in a story to the audience with my own reputation as a dancer as i did my first hand solo i guess it was influenced by the pacific feel it has become my signature over the years, so I believe that I have been drawn to my Samoan side. So working on my first collaboration, Torpau, it's about my true self and identity. I want to keep the Samoan sitter alive. Suzanne, I, I knew that the 25th anniversary show was coming up, and I remember sending a kind of a sad and apologetic uh, email to, to your company saying, oh gosh, I guess, you know, because everything seems to be being cancelled at the moment or postponed, I, I guess you're going to have to wait uh, for this really big, lovely 25th anniversary show. Straight away received an email saying, no, nope, she's going on. And I thought, well, this this idea of being adaptable is something that the disabled community has lived with and worked with, you know, for such a long time. Uh, so how is, how is the 25th anniversary show going to be performed and shared? So um, we have limits on the audience, of course. Um, we have uh, 100 people limit uh, for the show, but we're live streaming. Um, so it's going to be accessible to more people than what it ever would be, even if we could have as many people as we wanted the live show. So... Uh, we've yeah we've adapted in that way we're live streaming so we're filming the show and yeah I think it's going to be amazing and it's a combination of what uh, revised old works and new works what will we see well we've got uh, a reel of some really noteworthy 
pieces that the company's made over the years um, a show reel and then we've also um, got uh, quite a lot of new works in the show so it's kind of like a multi installation slash live show so some of the pieces are more installation based and some of them are live performance based we've got um, an aerial piece with Rodney and Chloe uh, so we've got a huge variety uh, of pieces Rodney, I think those aerial pieces are perhaps some of the ones that have stayed with me most clearly. I mean, you're, you're flying. I mean, it's the most extraordinary thing. What does it feel like from your perspective? Yeah, I, I feel just that sense of being off the earth and at a high level at a, because we sit in our manual chairs all day, you know, and we sort of um, get used to that height. But just being up there and... I have a strong connection to birds and I think Suzanne does too and maybe Lucy does. And so, you know, just having that light feeling, that, that sort of sense of flight where I am in the sky, but also I like that sense of risk. You know, what's going to happen? You know, you're so vulnerable to other elements outside yourself, just like we are in our chairs. So it's just a different source of vulnerability, which I really enjoy. Also, just got to remember... I'm up there because of Tim, who's the rigger. I'm there with Tim and Chloe. And Tim, you know, my life sort of depends on Tim, Chloe, Chloe's and I lives. So we're up there, you know, it's a, collab it's a collaboration where we all need each other, especially myself. I need Tim. And Tim's amazing, you know. He's part of the dance, Alan. You know, he has to learn all the choreography, has to do all the timing. You know, so yeah, sure, I'm up there looking fantastic and taking all these risks up there. But without Tim knowing the dance, you know, it sort of could look a little bit different. Let's put it that way. Lucy, I, I, we've been looking forward, but I would like to, to find out from you if you feel in your heart that Touch Compass has achieved um, those goals from 25 years ago. It's it's a remarkable that it is 25 years, of course. But do you, do you feel that, that the goals, the dreams that you, you talked about all that time ago have been achieved? I believe Touch Compass is in a new direction and we will see it soon as a new generation of disabled artists. Suzanne, that's, I mean, just what we're hearing from all of you is incredibly moving. When you look back over the time that you've been with Touch Compass, what are some of the moments they may be a performance that might not be a performance but some of the moments that have stayed with you well I can tell you Lynn that I think the most important moment is happening right now where actually disability leadership is leading the company and that shift I think is incredibly significant in terms of the way that we position ourselves and actually giving a full license to our artistic voice so this actually is the leading moment right now. Well, Rodney, that's that's fair comment too, isn't it? It's uh, not even a year now since uh, yourself, Lucy and Suzanne took over management of the company. And that feels like a, an extremely important moment. So we've been looking at the past. What about the future? Where to now for Touch Compass? Like, uh, I just want to reiterate that this merge or this shift that's occurred with TCDT has come from a lot of dedication and, and a lot of commitment and, uh, from uh, Suzanne and myself and other peers that have been in the dance world. So it's not something that's come lightly. 
yeah, like Suzanne Riera, uh, said, I like to totoko, I like to support us that now is the time. So moving forward, we have um, what we call disability consciousness in this crypt time where this disabled artist is at the center of all kōrero, of um, all of decision making, you know. And then from there, there's a collective consciousness that evolves where everybody's listening deeply to each other. So the future for Touch Compass is these short-term plans that we have in place. We have Ritaha coming up. Then from there, we're just developing more different conversations moving forward with inter both internationally, because I feel those voices, a lot of those voices are already strong. And I can say in, in the USA, you know, they, they have some really strong voices there and the disabled dance uh, art, dance and performance community. I've gone over there, there's been lots of respect and I come back here, but the respect is just a bit different. Sure, it's in different pockets of, of our uh, performance communities, but you know, in the primary community where we sit, relationship with disabled dance, I felt that it was missing and that's why, hello the um, ADP, a disability-led um, artistic panel has evolved from that. So, Loreda, Timnakwe. Lucy Fiverr, Rodney Bell and Suzanne Cohen from Touch Compass. Ritaha goes live on Tuesday.